Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is Eladio Nino, and this is the El Nino podcast, and welcome to Real Everyday People. So I definitely want to send a big shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took care of their business. I told them, boys, don't ever put your money against Brady. He's going to get out there and take care of that business. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Mahomes did his dang thing too, man. So uh definitely want to send a big shout out to everybody for sharing and subscribing, for everybody who's been tuning in and uh, sharing with their family, friends, and loved ones. Definitely appreciate all the love and support. Um, so today we have a, a special guest today from Toledo, Ohio. This is a good brother, man. Big shout out to Mars Jupiter out there in, in Toledo for looking out and hooking us up. You know what I'm saying? Free the silver brothers. And, uh, this, this, this homie man is a good brother, very talented. And, uh, you know, we're definitely happy to hear, have him here at, uh, at Lit Music Entertainment Studios and right here on the El Nino podcast. So this is my man, Javier Jimenez. What's up, boy? What's up, brother? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell tell the people a little bit about where you're from, man. Well, I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Born and raised. Uh, uh, grew up grew up uh, in the north side of Toledo. Uh, I got uh, five kids. Uh, got a big family. Mm-hmm. Uh, family person. Um, uh, I've been playing music since I was like five years old. Oh yeah. Uh, five years old. Hell yeah. You like Selena the Dinos and those Dinos, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been playing with uh, various bands from like Ohio, Michigan. Uh, I played with a couple bands from Texas. You know, just sitting in, you know, here and there. You know, nothing, nothing too big. You know. What's your favorite kind of music to play? Now, I love all, all kinds of music. I love. Yeah. I love you know, Latin music. I love. Uh, I love rock, jazz, R and B, hip hop, everything. Yeah. That's it's, sweet, uh, man. That's musician, dope. musician. If you got a if you're a musician, you, you love music. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the north side of Toledo, man. You know, I've only been there one time in my life, and my homegirl, Natalie Garza, she took me out there. And it was cool. It was almost just like being in the southwest, you know what I'm saying? But it was like in a whole other state. Well, that's and, the south side. <laughs> and yeah. she had took us over there to a part of her families and stuff. And uh, I met some guy named uh, what Santos. That's my you know, boy. Yeah, yeah, that was a cousin, man. And I remember I met him one time going out there and stuff, man. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. And then you know my boy Flacco, too. Uh. Yeah, I know Flacco. I was yeah. up with Big him. shout out to my dog Flacco, man, and the Rosas family. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, Michigan. <clears throat> yeah, from Adrian, yeah. Yeah, I, pl- I play a lot of music with a lot of people from Adrian. Uh, Adrian and Toledo are like yeah. right there. Like There's a band called uh, Los Hermanos Villegas. They, they, they pound real good, man. Oh, yeah. A lot of conjunto. They, uh, they play a lot of uh venues and, and uh different places and I, I i help them out you know yeah i know they got a lot of events down there because even when i was younger like i remember um like a lot of people used to be going down to like luna pier they used yeah. to be talking about going to uh toledo because they used to have good you know good concerts like one of the last yeah. concerts i had went to was at club international i seen ramon ayala before i had went to prison man yeah, i actually opened up for him there did you yeah. damn at club international yeah, damn, band, that's cool with a band from toledo called uh los Demibles. my okay. boy marcos and him and his dad they got that band and uh that was a long time ago yeah yeah it was a long time ago yeah, yeah i remember sure. yeah. damn we was there knew each other didn't even know <laughs> yeah. each other you hear me that's dope yeah so uh what about your parents where are your parents from my mother's from san antonio texas 
Okay. My my dad's from Juarez, Mexico, Chihuahua Juarez. Okay. Yeah, he all right. He's been here for man. He came over here when he was like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. You know, we met my mom and my grandma was like the the head Doña Dora, they call her. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she was like the head of the migrant workers, and my dad was the best worker she had. <laughs> so she was the female uh, Cesar Chavez there, right, huh? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's dope, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they're always. It's always necessary to have some type of leadership, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then somebody who's the voice for the people, man. For sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, uh, what was it like growing up with your parents? So we went to, uh, we went to church a lot when I was younger. That's where I started playing music is in church. Oh yeah, yeah. I started okay. at a young age, and um, you know, there's a lot of stories that I have. That are a lot of memories of, of growing up. You know, mm-hmm. you said you got a big family, so I'm assuming you got a bunch of siblings and stuff. Yeah, there's eight of us. <clears throat> Dang. Okay, that's a posse right there, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you say you started playing instruments through church and stuff, and did your siblings play as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My sister played drums. My brother played piano. My other brother played drums, and uh, my dad played uh, uh, guitar. And I, he taught me how to play guitar when I was real young. You know, so. So that was the first instrument you learned how to play. Yeah, guitar. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And uh, so, did it come natural for you, or did it take work? Were you always interested, or? Everybody was outside playing. I was inside the house practicing. Oh yeah. Okay. So you really was like Salino Ilotino. You hear me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you guys up in there. Who was the singer? Who was singing? My brother, my mother, my brother, my mom, my dad, my bro- uh, my sister. Okay, you know, everybody, you know, sang a little bit here and there. You know? Yeah, hey, you know, we all, to, you know, we all think we could sing. You know what I'm saying? Especially we in the shower, or right. you hear that un rinconcito in the cielo. I think I can hit some shit for real. Especially okay. I listen to some Vicente. I get to do gritos like crazy, yeah, yeah. so they can hear me all the San Luis Potosi, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> for sure so so you were going to church you're playing in the band like how did how did that impact your life like um you know what what kind of church did you go to oh uh, the pentecostal the pentecostal okay uh, and, <laughs> yeah and, you know, yeah and, and your whole family they they were raised with this yeah yeah okay yeah. so how how was your household ran like oh uh, man my dad worked his he worked his ass off, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he worked two, three jobs to, you know, support support us, and he's always been there for me. And, and uh, um, he bought me this guitar, actually. Uh, oh yeah, that's that, a nice guitar too. That's a Gabinelli Bajo Sexto, so it's pretty nice. I love it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's sentimental to me because, you know, I'll never get rid of it. Yeah. Know, I'll probably, you know. And those are the best, <clears throat> the best things to have yeah. are the things with sentimental value because, right. Right. you know, they just, you know, you, you're keeping a piece of your journey of people, you know, your life, something that contributes to your growth. You know, this is something that, you know, that, that is part of your legacy, you know. Right. So you got all these siblings, like, how did you guys all get along, man? You guys all lived under one roof. Like, that's yeah. a lot of people, man. You know, Mexicans, we know for having 37 people living in an apartment, <laughs> you know. But we get through it, baby. They stack that bread. Yeah. So what was it like, like, you know, having all the siblings? Like, did you guys all get along? Were you guys bumping heads? Yeah, yeah we bump heads here and there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's just, that's just how it is, you know what I mean, with the brothers, you know, brothers. and Growing yeah. up and, uh, you know. And borrow your shoes and 
Why you got my pants on for? You know what I mean? Like, you know what where, where were you at in the line? I'm, kid? I'm number five. You're number five. Right. Okay. So you had a little bit of responsibility too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's cool. So what's your relationship like with your family now? Yeah. Uh, I recently just got home from uh, from prison, and uh, since since I've been back, mm -hmm. been working hard and uh, um, you know trying to trying to trying to get back into this music and. Uh, Try not to waste this talent I got, you know, that God blessed me with, you know what I mean? So it's uh it's it's a, it's a lot to it's like to it's a lot to it's a lot it's not too much pressure, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I know what I want to do now, you know what I mean? I was messing up a lot in my life and uh so now I'm cha you know, I changed. Yeah, you know what I mean God so, me. so I definitely want to hear about that journey because from yeah. somebody who was raised in a in a, in a in a religious household, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, and raised with religious values and then you know and then you end up in prison you know so i want to hear but we want to hear about that journey like how did you make that transition like yeah. how did it get and, and before we do that let's focus on my man's uh uh, uh jacket that he got on his vest that boy <laughs> code you know yeah you came here put together my dog you like a one-man band baby <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so so tell us a little bit you know what i'm saying about you know how you ended up making that transition, bro. I started hanging around the wrong crowd, or started hanging around, you know, people sold drugs, and, and uh, that that life that lifestyle was attractive <clears throat> to me when I was young, when I was a youngster. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, going to church all that time and, and uh, not being around, you know, a lot of uh, uh, people that you know didn't go to church and didn't get raised right and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I start seeing that money, you know what I mean? The, the, the drug the drug money and it was attractive, you know what I mean? And uh, I decided to go down that road, you know? And it's something I regret, you know, to the day I die, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's like they say, your past is you. you yeah. can't change nothing. Yeah, I, what's you know? the you same thing? Every, every, uh, every sinner has a future and every saint has a past. Right, you know, no, I like that. I like that saying, you know, oh, yeah, because it's a process, man. Maturity, you know, what I'm saying it, it comes with growth, man. It's a lot that you need to learn in life, and sometimes we're in situations and we don't really comprehend why we're going through it, and sometimes we even doubt ourselves to the point where we don't even know if we have what it takes to even get through it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, when you when you pray to a higher power, man, and and you find that source of energy, bro, like you get everything that you need to be able to keep moving forward in your life, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, um, like, did you have cousins or anything like that got you to the streets, or you were just like, at the at that at that point in your life, this is what I want. I want some bread. I want some shoes. I want some clothes. You know what I mean? And you just dove mainly, into the streets, like it was mainly uh, uh, I'm, you know. Negative friends, you know, mm -hmm. want to be a part of the crowd, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, so how did your how did your relationship with your parents? Oh, I disappointed them big time, bro. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Man. I bet. Yeah. But I bet you they still supported you too, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So when you went to prison, how long did you go to prison for? Uh, my first time was five years. Five years, yeah. and that was in Ohio. Yeah, I was state prison. Yeah. What'd you do to get there? Uh, committed a robbery. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, so they gave you five years, and you had how many kids did you have prior to that? Two. Two kids. Yeah. So you know that I you know I know the feeling. You know I had three kids when I went to prison. They were one, three, and five, 
And, um, you know, being separated from everything you love, man, is like one of the worst feelings in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And especially when you know that you're the cause of it. Right. You know, so like what was that experience for you to have to leave your kids, leave your family, leave, you know, the life that you thought you were building? Like, I'm I'm assuming you were aware of the the possibilities, you know, living that lifestyle. You know, it's kill or be killed or, you know, you go to prison, just like they always told us growing up. You know, you're either going to go to prison or you're going to get killed. Right. <clears throat> for me, it was like once I once I actually did get caught because I went through a lot. And I did a lot, and I didn't get caught. And then when I did get caught, I just charged it to the game and said it was uh, part of the game. You know what I mean? You commit crimes, you're going to get locked up. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and I was so young and stupid, I didn't care, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know? so what was it like going to prison for you? It was, a, it was an experience, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I learned uh, I learned a lot, man, to, to, you know, keep to myself, you know, uh, not break my word. You know, if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if I owe somebody, pay them, you know, you know, and uh, separate myself from bullshit, you know. Mm -hmm. There was uh, people in there that, uh, that that were, you know, knuckleheads, you know what I mean? So uh, I got a couple fights here and there, you know what I mean? And it was, you know, it was just an experience, you know what I mean? And so, so out of all that, like, like what was like one of the top values that you learned from the experience itself? Uh, throughout the whole thing, I think uh, learning to be, you know, have to have integrity. You know what I mean? To be a good person. You know, not to be a, you know, a piece of crap. You know, because mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, you see that all day, and you don't want. No, I didn't want nobody to look at me like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, so. Because, you know, when I was younger, I used to do word, stupid you know? shit, breaking into houses and yeah, just stealing yeah, and yeah. doing little petty shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, like, my mom sat me down and was like, mijo, you, like, that's the last thing you want to be in life as a thief, man. Nobody's going to like you. Nobody's going to trust that's you. True. Nobody's going to want you around. Yeah, well, and I said, man, that feels, that, that has to feel terrible, you know what I mean? Yeah, that trust is a bad, mm. it's, 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 it's hard to gain back. Mm -hmm. It really is, you know what I mean? Because once somebody get. Once you do something to somebody and, you know, you break that trust, it's, it's really hard to, to gain that trust back. And, you know, and the only mm -hmm. thing you can do is, is show action, and that's what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. that's, hey, actions speak louder than words, yes, man, for do. sure. Yeah. So how were you able to apply your skills in prison? Like, did you sharpen them? Were you able to I was, teach, I, learn? Well, I, I, I gave guitar lessons, and uh, uh, I was a barber. I cut every, you know, cut cut all the homies' hairs and. Okay, how much you was know, you charging? Shit, three dollars. Three dollars? Well, y'all <laughs> killing them in Ohio. Well, we give you two noodles and a soup over here in Michigan. Get me together. <laughs> I swear, I came home. I had to pay thirty dollars for a haircut. I said, Lord, no. I learned how to cut my own shit. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, you was all the way good then. Mm -hmm. You had the little mirror in the back. You was mm -hmm. getting yourself together. You're right. That's cool, man. And shit, hey, any a barber, that's a skill trade. It's a hustle mm -hmm. in there. Oh, shit, man. even out here, everybody I know to cut hair, they they consistent. It's just you like know? electricity. They're good. This is like electricity. Everybody needs a haircut. Everybody mm -hmm. needs electricity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So um, after the five years, you come home, what you into? What path you on? Where you at mentally? Um, Right back. I went right back to what? the hangar. Came right back, oh. Came right back to what? the streets. Thought I could do something else, sell drugs. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out. Went right back. Okay. Damn. Mm -hmm. That that had to uh 
that had to hurt, man, because, you know, when I was inside, bro, I knew a lot of brothers that went home and then came back, and they were like, man, that was just the worst. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, to have to look at yourself and, and be like, damn, why how'd I do this to myself again, you know? Yeah. Especially being in, like, I was getting in trouble, going to, going to the hole, and, and uh, you know, using drugs in there and, and catching dirty errands and getting mm-hmm. locked up for months and months and months, and... You sit in that cell, you know what I mean? And then I got all this music going through my head. And that's what got me through most of my time is is uh, is music going through my head. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, so it's like, you know, a lot of people would be like, Dad, you remember that song? And you'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you ain't played that song in 20 years, bro. You still remember it? <laughs> I'm telling you, memories really get you through your time. Like, one of my most precious things was my photo albums. Mm-hmm. Because anytime I wanted to escape my environment, right I could go straight to the right pictures and be right back home. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Okay, so definitely we're going to give you guys a treat right now. You know, we're going to let this brother, uh, you know, utilize this platform to be able to show his skills. You know, so it's a treat for those who are familiar with, with, with the Mexican culture and Mexican music. que era indestructible que tenía pecho de acero y que nadie lo iba a penetrar que vos hacer el amor no iba a llorar pero llegaste tú pero llegaste tú y te vi todo el amor Cuando me entregué a ti Hasta que 
no soy tan fuerte como yo pensaba Que siendo invencible lloré cuando te perdí, te perdí Yeah, I had me doing the air accordion over here. <laughs> Damn, that was a good jam, boy. Uh, What's that? That's considered what? Tejano music, right? That's conjunto. Conjunto? Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to learn the difference between like conjunto, grupo, banda, you know what I'm saying? Ranchera, you know, sure. you got cumbias, you got so many different kinds. Just like I said, uh, if you love music, you love it all, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Learn it all, try to master it all. There's never a master in nothing. Mm -hmm. As much as I know, I can learn more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can teach, you know, somebody, you know, what, what I've gotten taught. You know what I mean? But you got to, you got to, you got to want it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to want it. Like who, like today, like who influences you with your instruments? Like, do you have, are you currently in a group or in a band or anything like that? Like, like, uh, like how do you groom and cultivate your, your skills? I'm kind of not in a band right now, so mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do is uh, put um, I'm trying to put some uh, music together that that I feel that is a mix of everything I've learned growing up. You know what I mean? That's you know. So you want to be a trendsetter, then you want to come up with your own mm -hmm. sound. You got that right. <laughs> My man, I love that. You know. Culture creators, baby. Yeah. I love it. That's dope, man. So uh growing up, like who who did you look up to like music wise, like for the accordion? And then, you know, for the guitars, like who were the people you like look up Ayala, to? Albert Zamora. Um Man, there's so many accordion players. Eliseo Robles, he was he one was of there. my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Allen's like one of the the first first ones that. What that, about Michael Salgado? Did he play yeah. the accordion too? Yeah, he plays the accordion. Okay, he oh. plays the piano accordion. Oh, yeah, it's a little different from this one. This is like a, a keyboard, okay. but it's it, man, that guy's. I actually played with him in Toledo. Did at, you at Eastside Cantina? Oh and yeah, they, they okay, dude. It was for my birthday. They they let me uh they let me play like five six songs. Oh, that's I had the video on my phone. For real? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's sweet, man. I'll let you check it out. Yeah, yeah. everybody don't get that experience. No, nah, no. Nah. That's dope. Yeah, my girlfriend at the time, she was like, yeah, damn, at you lucky. Time, huh? You lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> she knew all them girls were looking at you like, what? <laughs> so what about with the guitar? Like, who who, uh, like, who did you look up to guitar-wise? Like, who did you compare yourself to? I didn't compare myself to nobody. I, I loved, you know, Carlos Santana. You know Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. You know all of them just, just you know influenced the crap out of me. <laughs> man, Carlos Santana. I went to a concert of his, bro, and it was he's mm -hmm. just man. Him and that guitar it was like they were just born together. Right. You know what I mean? It's so sweet, man. I love it. I I wish I could play instruments. You know when I was in the joint, I was trying to learn how to play the guitar, but my fingers ain't built for that. You hear me? You got to have some four tough fingers for them damn guitars. Which one is easier for you? Is the accordion or the guitars? Mm. See the accordion. I've only been playing 
actually, you know, about 10, 11 years, really. Okay. You know what I mean? That's a long time to and me. Then, and then the guitar, I've been playing that like 30 some years, you know what I mean? So that's mm -hmm. a, it's a big difference. What about drums? You know how to play the drums? Uh, yeah, I can play the shit out of some. See, I was in like two two or three different bands. I was at Newberry, I was at Macomb, and there was another joint. I was in, in three different bands and oh, I played yeah. the drums for them. Oh, yeah. So I learned how to play like uh, corridos and all that good stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was dope, man. Cumbias, you know. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about, so you said after you went to prison for the second time, how long did you go that time? Uh, five, uh, four years. For four years yeah okay so what was different about doing these four years than than the first five that you did initially the i had a super optimistic thinking that i could get away with selling drugs and what happened was was i got set up mm -hmm. and when i got set up it was spur, spur of the moment thing gone I mean, hey, that's and, what come and, with the territory. You know, I mean, it comes with the territory, but for you sure, know, not to say that it's you know, right, think, but that's that lifestyle. Yeah, I thought I thought I could I thought I could do something different and um, be slick. You know what I mean? Mm. But so, I ended so, up playing again. So, like, like we were talking about um, how you go to prison and you become a better criminal. You become smarter. You start yeah, to exchange ideas. <laughs> because well, yeah that's oh, where it's, it's, you're, you're right you know you you're got right. some clever guys in there you know what i'm saying and then they share their skills with you and mm -hmm. then you come home thinking you know what i'm gonna try it this way or that way i'm gonna do it this time but you know in the end it's always the same results man right you know so um what is it that you got out of them four years that you were able to bring home and apply to your life after that mm. and and did you do that time in toledo as well i did in ohio yeah okay yeah. all right so it's it's and it's hard to say, man, because it's like you know when you get set up and it's you know you blame other people. You know Absolutely. What I mean? So in that part of my life, I was blaming others. I wasn't taking responsibility for what I was doing. Mm -hmm. so I thought it was that guy's fault. You know that why I'm I'm in the joint. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yup. You know so I I know the feeling, bro. Because when I had first went to joint, I was like, man. They racist as hell, the prosecutors, the attorneys, the, you know, the snitch, the guy told on everybody. And I was just like, you know, I just felt like it was me against the world at that point, right. you know, until I learned how to sh how to hold myself accountable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for it, my it, own actions. It's real hard to hold yourself accountable when you got stinking thinking. You know what I mean? Yes. You got that, yes, clouded, you got yes. that clouded mentality that it's somebody else's fault and not your own. And that's where I was at that point. You know what I mean? But see, I tell people, I say, you do a disservice to yourself by not owning up to your, to your, to your, you know, decisions. See, I don't use the term mistakes for yeah. myself. Poor choices. Because I just, I knew what I was doing when I did it. I just made, I was living that life. You know what I'm saying? Mistakes are for people who are ignorant to the facts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. I, I figure if I if I change the terminology and hold myself accountable, I get the power back. See, if I blame people, that means I'm relinquishing my power. You know what I'm saying? That means that people got control over my life. People can say what they want, dictate my actions. People can do what they want to me and dictate my actions. I say, bro, I'm nobody's puppet. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't want to be a puppet to the world. Anybody could say and do anything to trigger me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I took my power back. And, and it all came with holding myself responsible for my life and the decisions that I make in my life and the people that I let in my life. 
right. You know? Yeah, so you come home after the doing the four years, where you at now with it? Where you at in your life? Um what kind like what kind of relationships did you build with your kids? You know what I'm saying? Were you able to? Yeah, um I, like I said, trust is a is real hard to gain back. You know what I mean? And then when at that point I wasn't I wasn't ready to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was telling everybody I was ready to change, but my actions spoke differently, you know what I mean? So Yeah, because our families think that yeah. you learn all your lessons the first time. Yeah. You know? That that'd be amazing if it was true. Yeah. And and then you do them five years, now you come do these four years and it's like you want better but don't know where to start. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or people are disappointed in me. They're telling me, man, you're messing up. You know could be something wasting all your talent and you know i mean i've heard i've you know i heard yeah. it yeah i heard a lot of people and, and i'm you sure know. you could hear the echo of your own thoughts right you know what i'm saying yeah because uh you know at the end of the day man we don't need anybody else's validation you know to who we are because i tell people all the time can't nobody tell your story better than you man it's your life it's your story for real though you know so um after you got out how long how long did you last uh only two years two years okay and then you said you end up going to the federal joint yeah right yeah what got you to the federal joint well like i said i wasn't ready and uh i decided to uh call a gentleman mm-hmm. that had a cell phone in prison that he was making moves on the street and i had owed some money so i, I decided to clean that money up by selling and hooking somebody else up you know what i mean okay and, and that's i i really i don't want to say i never touched the drug or i never sold the drug or because i really didn't but mm-hmm. when you use a communication device and you get wiretap that's the same thing you have the intent you you made the overt act to to commit a felony over the phone yeah and that's why i went to federal prison for it I actually didn't Man. touch any drugs. So you but. so you called a brother that was in prison, had a cell phone in there. Because yeah. them boys get them phones now. Yeah, they get them in. And and <laughs> you and and somehow they got a hold of the phone, indicted him off the phone, and indicted you because your number was on the phone. No, they got us talking. You got me talking to him. You know, and I mean? that's it. Just yeah. talking to him. Just talking. And you got indicted. How how much time they give you? Sixty-five months. Them feds are not playing no games. You hear me? I don't want to find out. You hear me? I'm gonna take it from you and everybody else I know. Yeah. So what was it like going from like a state prison to now a federal prison? I was. It was a lot different. It was a lot different. Um, uh, Did you travel? I heard in, in the feds they move state to state. Were you yeah, able to stay to, close to home? Yeah, or I went to you... Atlanta. Went to Kentucky. Okay. Went to uh, uh, Oklahoma, uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So driving, uh, flying on the, <coughs> the first time I ever flew was on a federal plane. Damn, for real? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a, the only plane I've ever been on. Happy federal. birthday. Huh? <laughs> 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 Man. So, um, so. You gonna have you, enough time for another song? Um, are we going to have enough time for another song or are we, are, are we running out of time or what? Yeah. Huh? Also, that about, it's not about three, four minutes. About three. We can fit you in, man. Yeah. It's real everyday people, baby. We do what we want to do. You hear me? Yeah. That's the best thing about ownership. You can do what you want to do. All right. 
Um, what was I going to say? I was going to ask you that. Uh, okay, so how long ago was it that you finished up your your time in the feds? In August. In August. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, and and you've been sticking to the script, right? And just taking care of your business. Yeah, I've been working, taking care of my kids. Just bought just bought a car. Uh, about to buy a house. Man, congratulations, boy. Yeah, that's, man. that's what I'm talking about. That's what I yeah. want to hear, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm Against all odds, baby. You know what I'm saying? Lot, you man. come up from the dirt, baby, from the mud. Toledo, Ohio, stand up. Your man over here representing for you, boy. That's dope, Ooh. bro. That's so funny. is it different from playing an electric to an acoustic? Oh, man. This thing, you'll never stop learning. None of it, you'll never stop learning. But that yeah. thing is, is, is a whole, whole other ball game. So yeah. does your father still play instruments? Oh, yeah. Does he? Yeah. Wow. He practices every day. How come you guys don't put your own band or group together? That'll come later. Yeah? <laughs> That's cool, man. I'm trying to get in the studio. Either, you know, uh that's like when I when I when I put when I when I put the when when Mars sent me the invite. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how she sent me the invite. I, didn't, I never met her before. I never talked to her before. Mm -hmm. She just threw the invite, and then you know, uh, I seen it was like entertainment, you know, mm -hmm. and, and talking to people. So I was like, I just put it out there. But like anybody got any you know uh, music they want to do, and if they need some guitar players or accordion players or. I play bass, drums too, so you know. Dang. So bass ain't big enough. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all you know. I'm always promoting, you know, for people to bring their talent. I don't mm -hmm. care if you blow the flute. I don't care if you juggle or if you flip. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, let's put it, you know, right here on the floor. Let's move forward. You never know what can happen. Who can see this? Who can hear this? You know. And yeah. uh, I just I feel like it's our responsibility, man, yeah. to be able to to create you. unity with each other, man. And and I'm glad that Mars was able to reach out to you and put us together, man, because, you know, this is the first time I've had somebody play live like that. Really? And, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of performers, you know what I'm saying? But for somebody to come, because this is a skill trade right I'm gonna here. I'm going to hook you up with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hook it up, man. I'm, I, you know, we're From down, this area. Man. Yeah, you know, I mean. They're, they're trying to get themselves up there, too, you know what I mean? They're, they use Facebook and, mm -hmm. you know. Let, hey, let's get there together, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been at this for a couple of months. You know, I came you know oh, wow. to the idea with uh dj dan and and, and uh, jose del valle and uh man we made it happen and and uh you know it, and it brought you to the set bro and, oh, I, and yeah. i'm really grateful for it and uh you know i'm hoping to you know be able to reach more lives touch more lives with your stories because um you know we've all got a journey man we've all been through something some better you know than others but right. you know to see the end results though of your success you know being able to utilize your skills your talent your intelligence you know even though you've been in and out the prison system you know you met you met yeah my man that shit is over with bro really that shit is over with for sure man and uh you know I, i'm happy because you know you got you got to believe it yourself bro you know what i mean and then everything else you know will come will come together man so uh where we're at right now in the show is um you know we're gonna let you sign you know the wall of fame bro you know mm -hmm. what i mean and put your name up there That's and you could be part you know of, of lit music entertainment studios you know you're you're always forever going to be a part you know of the el nino podcast and um you know whenever you want to come back if you got friends you want to refer 
anybody, you know, even if you're out of state, reach out, get with us. You know, we would love to have you represent for yourself, represent for your city, represent for your state, you know. So let's go over here and get your name on this wall, brother. And it got me upset. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.